0: Hey guys, my name is Dr. Sharnell Wolverton on. Oh my God. I'm so happy to be here with y'all. This is going to be a good one. This is a long overdue one. And, um, thank you, Craig, for this amazing idea. But, um, Yes, we have Laura back on the show, my bestie. She's here, and Craig and I are going to talk to her about her grandfather and demystify Ike Eisenhower. Um, Some of you know I had kind of a rare, weird experience with him um, in 2010, which is what led me to Laura. And I may go into that a little bit, but basically, in the in the short end of it, he kind of poofed in like a hologram in the middle of a conference uh, on his birthday. And uh, I'm not the only one who saw him and he was in his uniform with the hat, the whole thing. And then he poofed away and it happened to be a little bit before Halloween. So I thought like, maybe this is a joke or something um, but there were people there at the conference that saw him. And um, when I, we came back after the conference, I was like, cause in my mind I said, who is that? And I looked at Ian. It was Ian Clayton there. I looked at Ian, and I heard Eisenhower, and I was like Eisenhower. And so I had to Google to confirm to make sure because that I know my history. But years later, um, we we uh, I kind of ran into Laura on a on a, a a show she was doing, and it kind of looped over from one YouTube to the other, and I kept looking at this lady going, "Who is this? This looks like." seems like I know her. It seems so familiar. And, um, it turned out that she was Laura Eisenhower and I had never met her and didn't know her, but I had reached out on her website to get a reading and we connected. And then Jason Westerfield was doing something with her in Dallas. And I told told him about that. And I didn't realize she's living in Montana where I'm from. And uh, we have a place like literally minutes from her house. And I was just like, what is going (laughs) on? And yeah, we, we ended up meeting up on nine eleven in Dallas, and we hung out a bit and with her and her husband, and, and yeah, the rest is history. Now we hang out a little bit more than, not as much as lately with all the stuff going on, but yeah, this has been awesome. So um, welcome both of you to the show, and I'm, let's just dive in here. Um, you want to, who wants to start? Where are we going?
1: <clears throat> well. Ask- basically, I wanted to do this because um, first and foremost, I mean, Laura, you're always on this, um, I don't know if it's a part of your mission or whatever, to bring the truth and the, to, to light of, of what actually happened with, with with your great-grandfather. It is great-grandfather, isn't it?
0: Yes, great-grandfather. Right. Great-grandfather's
1: um, administration. I mean, there is, there is so many different stories out there. And one yeah. thing I want to say... Um, my opinion of course and i'm sure you'll agree that if there was anything untoward that your grandfather did great grandfather i know that you're committed to the truth you'd call it out you'd, you'd say um but i've read books uh, that make reference to eisenhower making agreements um that were negative now you bring a, a, a new i don't want to say a spin but you know like a new perspective on that that Nothing in the, particularly in the political world, is black and white. Nothing is, is um, you know, easy, particularly in a situation that Eisenhower found himself in. But why don't we just start off with we just basically, you know, um, with regards to agreements made, I mean, I'm referring to the MJ-12 type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. For those that don't know, uh, what is the kind of accusation against Eisenhower uh, from your perspective?
2: Right, right. Yeah, so there is a lot out there saying that he signed a treaty in 1954 called the Griata Treaty. And basically, what that looked like was for exchange of advanced technology, we would be willing to give over a, a certain number of individuals to be abducted. And so that was, you know, that's been the narrative being steered. When I first did presentations, I brought that information up because I didn't, you know, I don't want to be biased. If that's something that happened, let's look at that. Let's kind of dissect that a little bit. Uh, and some seeing the position that he was in were saying that his hands were tied. He had really no choice because of their technology and the Greys broke the treaty. But the more I've researched, the more I realized that that actually didn't happen. He didn't have the legal authority to sign wow. any treaties at all because of something that happened in 1952. And that was the unconditional surrender agreement under Truman. So we hear about the UFOs flying over the Capitol and, uh, this event taking place, but this is actually when the surrender happened and this unconditional surrender agreement put into law and put into place that no president would have any kind of authority to have negotiations or sign any treaties with extraterrestrials. Uh, it was in the hands of MJ 12. And so many events took place after this, um, that, I've become privy to through people like Dan Cooper, the senior advisor to the Earth Alliance, that I've been in contact with him for quite some time. And it's important to vet people. It's important to you know pay attention to any kind of red flags. And, and I mean, I talked to him over the course of the last year or two, and every question that I asked him, he gave me such an in-depth answer that it really began to make a lot of sense because Eisenhower did not want to go along with this. But the threats to anybody that would go against it was death. So what he had to do was covertly create positive military forces and begin to establish certain things with the assistance of Val Thor, uh, in order to counteract the ICC-Nazi-Draco alliance um, and Unconditional Surrender Agreement. So I have a lot of information about that. And um, yeah, I, I can go into more depth about it, but basically we have been, or the governments have been in communications and dealings on a technological level with the government since the 1930s. And of course, this goes way deeper into the fall of Atlantis, the Anunnaki, and deeper roots of our galactic history. But when the governments really began to become involved, that was really earlier in the 1930s. Phil Schneider talks about that. Um, So after this unconditional surrender agreement, when Eisenhower was made privy to that and he had to sort of openly comply he started to do things um, like invade uh, Dulce and the Dulce deep underground military base uh, is you know, um, something that we hear about the Dulce Wars later on in 1969 when Phil Schneider, the whistleblower, talked about the Dulce Wars. But in actual fact, there was an attack on Dulce way, way earlier under Eisenhower. And what It said, and what I've come to know about this, is that he ordered the first attack on the Greys, the Zeta Reticulans, in the deep underground military base at Dulce, New Mexico, knowing that he would lose that battle just to learn more about his enemy and to test his best against them. They, the U.S. Army Rangers, also the Green Berets, lost 30 to 1 back then. And this uh, occurred more than a decade before the one reportedly to have occurred in 1969. So uh, I believe that was in 1954 that, um, took place. And then there was the invasion of area 51 that anonymous talks about that Richard Dolan, um, did an interview with, uh, and yeah, I believe that first invasion was 1954. So those invasions and the attempted one at area 51 didn't go so well, but, uh, what he did you know, put in place was the Earth Alliance and the USMC special section. And Randy Kramer is a person that um, (laughs) supposedly served in the ICC, um, ICC, USMC, excuse me, USMC, United States Marine Corps special section. ICC is the Draco Alliance, right? But there is something connected with the Darker levels of the secret space program, something called Project Moon Shadow, that was able to take those super soldiers and redirect their energies into doing something more benevolent. And that was what the USMC special section was all about. And it was called Ike's Force. Um, and through uh, the assistance of Val Thor, uh, things like the White Hats and the Earth Alliance came about. And a lot of people that have talked about Valthor say that the meetings with Valthor took place way later. But what Dan Cooper was sharing with me is that Valthor started to um, inform the Truman administration and Eisenhower, warning them about the Nordics and the Greys and that the Nordics were actually in bed with the Nazis. They had been uh, given an underground city called New Berlin and the Antarctica base and the flyover of the UFOs. And this supposed first contact was actually a PSYOP and a cover story. So that flipped my world around, right? I'm I'm here for the truth, of course. And so when I thought, okay, these events about the Grata Treaty, you know, must have happened. I've heard it through so many sources and different people that were there. William Cooper's talking about it. Phil Schneider's talking about it. And the different individuals that seem to have been witness to it. um, I asked Dan Cooper about it, right? Like how could that, be a false narrative. And he said that the disinformation that the Nazi-Draco alliance was bringing in was so compartmentalized that even the whistleblowers, of course, didn't have access to that greater top secret information. The president didn't uh, have access, so why would whistleblowers be given access? Why would they allow whistleblowers to have access to the very thing that would bust them? Um, I mean, it's enough that we know about Project Paperclip. It's another thing to know and understand that there was a surrender agreement put into place, an unconditional surrender agreement to the Nazis. So to to create these false narratives would put the blame on somebody else like Eisenhower, and it would draw the attention away from this unconditional surrender agreement that they don't want anybody to know about. So that um, even if we were to talk about Project Paperclip, with with some distortions connected with that, that we would lose the trajectory of truth with the blame being put on a president making the deals. And so the fact that the power got handed over to MJ-12 and the power of the shadow government and these three-letter organizations and where everything kind of morphed into the social engineering and more the mind control, the geoengineering and all the different tactics of the war on consciousness that we're seeing in the here and now, Um, just really proves the point that we did not win the war, but these positive military units and forces were put in place. But in order to cover their tracks and make sure that that information didn't come out, all we got was that warning in the final speech and these deeper uh, military units um, doing all they can behind the scenes until it became appropriate for them to be able to begin to disclose themselves. And that's when Randy Kramer came out. He said, this is the timing. Um, It was signed into law under executive order that if things got to a certain point, they would be able to disclose some of this stuff. Dan Cooper said he has immunities. Val Thor had immunities. He went rogue and he was able to advise Eisenhower. And there's a lot of disinformation about some of the Galactic Federation type stuff, too, that we have to consider. So I'm here to lay it out on the table, not to say, oh, this is absolutely the truth. It's like, okay, there's this, but then there's this. And then there's also Lisa Renee's information about Churchill, Crowley and Hitler being the main ones that began to have those technology exchanges for human abductions. And that was the original Brianna treaty that allowed a certain number of abductions to take place. And then it got out of control and they didn't realize what they had led the world into. And that was, you know, in the 1930s, uh, 1940s under Roosevelt. And Roosevelt didn't really have anything to do with it. But when you look at the access powers and the allies and the mixture of those energies which almost like funded both sides where certain players that seemed to be on our side actually weren't, you know, Eisenhower was the kind of person that just like was figuring this out along the way and uh, was really blindsided. So with the help of Val Thor and also his connection with other star beings, like the Dakota star beings, and some of the more benevolent, you know, forces and being able to appeal to the guardians, he was able to kind of go more in his own direction, not being an Illuminati family bloodline uh, being, uh, raised as a farm boy uh, with more Mennonite descendants and just with this mission to, I guess, get it as far as he could possibly you know, take it to then give us this sort of information um, at a later time. One of the pieces that has come together through a book is the a migration of advanced souls that came in in 1952 that a major, major migration of star seeds and advanced souls would come in in 1952, which was the same year as the Unconditional Surrender Agreement. And that was his relationship with the Dakota star beings that um, he assisted in making sure that this migration would be successful. So this book was handed to me years ago. This woman's like, oh, you know, this belongs to you. And it's all about the Nakota, Lakota, Dakota nations and Turtle Island and the Lemurians, and that this huge migration would take place and that his family line would be given a certain individual that was part of that migration to help bring about the truth. And that it says in the book that she's still doing all that she can to expose everything that she possibly can, along with a whole bunch of others that came in during this time and during this window. Right. And obviously there's been other times throughout history that major migrations have taken place, but this is where we feel this like teamwork, you know, it's like here's my role to bring to light things that have been held in secrecy you know during this time here's everybody who's standing strong in their mission where we're connecting the dots where we're each holding a different piece of what the collective needs in order to rise above the tyranny and the control because he knew the presidency and the whole structure of government was bunk he knew that his position as a leader was no greater than the leadership and the blueprint and the call to action that we all hold deep within our codes and our sole calling. So I really love the communications that have come through after the fact, because it really dismantles the structure of this hierarchical um, system that is very vampiric. So, you know, he's just a unique kind of president because there were presidents like him before him. But when you see what's taken place after Kennedy and Kennedy's assassination, who he briefed, and the way that our leaders have been presenting themselves as uh, not fully in possession of themselves um, with these grooming operations and just, uh, yeah, I mean, I won't go any further, but we're we're obviously um, been dealing with the deep state version of these mascot players that have not been looking out for humanity's best interests. And I feel that changed in the last administration that we've seen and I won't name names, but I think you guys know what I'm talking about. That was a different sort of energy to begin to bring to life the real war that we're up against, that a lot of us have been aware of and born with the task to uh, expose, which I know we all know is a war on consciousness that we can only really win within ourselves because it's really, um, yeah, just just trying to get us at our wounds, our, our vulnerabilities, our amnesia through indoctrination programs through every power industry that is operating in the world today so i know that was a mouthful sorry guys you could interrupt <laughs> i hope i don't talk too much that's a bit now, of a summary of you
1: to give you the floor basically because I, like i say i see so many times that you know my dog's just walked in. Hang on um i don't know if you can see it say hello misty there you go um i don't even because i've seen you sort of be in sort of defense mode a lot because people are are saying falsehoods about what he was doing and what he was about. Um, So I just kind of, the purpose of doing this is just to give you the floor and say, look, bring to light what actually happened. And I think it's important because as the saying goes, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. Um, And I think it's important that we know this relatively modern history um, because I think it has a direct application to where we are sort of as a collective in sort of in this generation. <clears throat> but Sean, I'll jump in if you want to, but I, like I say, there's a lot of machine gun there, but just so people like, who may not know, like this, and again, a lot of people that watch this show might do, but like the fact that presidents, governments are having contact with other world beings might come as news to them. But like Val Thor, for example, you know, um, do you have any, info on the background of, of, of who he is and where he came from or, or anything like that and, and, and what he actually did with, with, with Eisenhower? We'll delve into that. Well, one. yeah.
2: Um, Valthor from Venus. Uh, yeah. Um, Dan Cooper, you know, says a lot about Valthor. Um, and this is very much what we hear as far as his origins from folks like Frank Stranges, from Rob Potter, uh, I mean, he's a being from you know Venus, and some also connect him with Arcturians, uh, and some would argue that that's actually not the case. So I, I hear a lot of different things, but one of the big things that, um, yeah, maybe it's it's always been noted that they are very Christian. Now we're not talking about religious Christian, but very Christ-oriented, not into. Uh, any sort of assistance that would be like violent intervention. They're uh, adamantly actually opposed to violence. Uh, And they're supposedly the ones that told Ike about the sphere being Alliance, which are the guardians. And they connected the guardians and submitted Ike's petition for the guardians to help humanity. And that relates to a um, outer barrier being put around the planet that did not actually happen until 2014. So some SSP whistleblowers actually have mentioned that. And he verifies or he validates the fact that those testimonies are true it doesn't mean that where some of these folks ended up taking their stories ended up being legit and i don't want to name names about who i'm talking about but there has been more uh there about all of it um in regards to the sphere beings and the guardians so val thor dan cooper says advised ike his species, the Venetians, however, also signed a non-interference agreement with the Draconian Empire, like so many other planets throughout so many other galaxies. But Thor is a rebel amongst his kind and is protected directly by the Guardians. And Dan said he has immunities like Dan has. And uh, having immunities means there's no fear of retribution from sharing, and that retribution would be coming from the Draco Alliance. And... Uh, so yeah, so Valthor was able to petition to the Guardians. Valthor being a being from Venus, it seems that they are continuing to interact. They have uh, mother ships that Frank Strange's book talks about and other individuals like Craig Campobazzo. Craig Campabazo produced A Stranger at the Pentagon, a short movie based on a true story. It even says that these ships after he uh, tried to assist the Eisenhower administration, did not actually leave, even though they didn't have as much success as they would have liked to have the assistance of Althor reach humanity. It was like taken down by the shadow governments. It wasn't able to come to fruition, but they never really left. And so these ships are cloaked. One being at Lake Mead, Uh, people have recognized like an energy field in that particular area. So there's a lot of different, bits of information from different sources. Uh, Some are bits and some are like very like in-depth like Stranger at the Pentagon, the book by Frank Stranges and a lot that I'm bringing to light uh, from Dan Cooper. And uh, yeah, so supposedly Val Thor was in communication way early on, but when he was on VIP status at the Pentagon for three years, when he really, really tried To work with the eisenhower administration to kind of spread the word and create sort of this disclosure about it um all sorts of things uh made it like literally like impossible for that to like follow through and i feel that that influenced eisenhower's speech not just the warning of the military industrial complex but when he said it's going to take a knowledgeable and aware citizenry in order to um like overcome everything that we're up against because you know, a lot of people having their own personal experiences with benevolent ETs and just our own inner processes of what it's going to take to awaken, I mean, is what it comes down to at the end of the day more than anything else. Because our governments have not been able to maintain um, enough support for those that are really here for humanity without being completely ripped to shreds or projected upon that we see in the here and now so the fact that the ones that we're looking at for the human race that can't say anything or speak for themselves are dealing with rewritten history you know we're talking about the timelines shifting as of 5,500 years ago they started to rewrite history so yeah i really have felt strongly about all right if they're trying to rewrite history just like you said craig how can we possibly heal the humanity when we're referring to memories that have been implanted just like if we're trying to heal from our childhood how are we going to possibly heal if we're reflecting on memories that never happened so as a humanity when we are reflecting upon rewritten history or what kids are learning in school you know they're like living in sort of a subpersonality or they're reflecting on a history that they can't really process within themselves and effectively move and evolve humanity to the next level unless they step away from it and do hypnoregression or go into their own past lives to recover the truth of what they as a soul experience versus being taken advantage of for the amnesia, where it's easy to just say, Oh, I guess that happened. That's why we're required to do so much inner work because our truth frequency or truth bullshit meter is going to say, wait a second, something doesn't feel right. And I felt that a lot like reading in the science books and reading in the history books. I'm like, you know, something does not feel right. Um, and so we can only just do our best to get to the bottom of it, and 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 exercise as much discernment as possible, develop our intuition, you know, everything I bring to light, you know, question that, and and just let's be a part of the greater, bigger conversation with mutual love and respect, and lay it all out on the table, and see where the common threads are, see where we can connect the dots, see what whistleblowers are saying, experiencers, contactees, and abductees, and also recognize this level of compartmentalism might give certain individuals only a small amount of access compared to what is coming to light from those that had greater access. Can we sort of put our egos to the side and, and sort of reboot and reset based in what new information is coming through. And so my book that's coming out is kind of laying it all out. The stuff that I used to hear about and the new stuff that's coming in. And it's like, all right, it's all out here. And, um, this is what I've made sense out of it all. And, and I hope other people take it upon themselves to do the same. And then let's just talk about it and just heal together.
1: Right. And I mean, that's absolutely key. And I absolutely love that, that it's it's an aware citizenry that, that's going to be that's going to sort this out. Because um, I like say, the suppression of suppression of information, we're all aware. If anything's highlighted, that is the past few years, hasn't it? Um, and it seems to be that something has shifted, something has broken that people are just daily having awakening experiences. They're realizing like, like, I mean, I've felt it my whole life. You two probably have as well. Like, what even is this? Like the expectations put on you at school and you know, the conditioning and all this, it's just like, this is nonsense. This is, this is rubbish. You know, um, it's like this intuition that we all have. It's just like, we're not made for this. There's something better than this, you know? but um, have you, have you got any, any questions, any thoughts?
0: You know, I, Whoops. Sorry. You know, I have looked into this even before I met Laura just because of what happened in my experience. And, I, you know, just kind of dove in. Um, but she brings so much more, obviously, knowing and just coming from that. Um, but, yeah, I didn't even know um, everything that she's saying is like new information to me. Including, I'm taking notes, including like this documentary and whatever. How, do you have any other resources that we could Jump into besides the Wait. stranger at the Pentagon documentary and your book, which I'm very excited to do. To yeah, to have out, and I think that's next year that it's coming out, right? Because
2: yeah, well, when I wish, yeah, yeah, March of next year. And um, so yeah, there's there's the stranger at the Pentagon, the Frank Stranges, Craig Campabasso. I think Dan Cooper's information is incredibly important, and I, I don't think that there's much information except for what he's told me that I'm gonna you know put out there. Um, Rob Potter and uh, Raymond Keller it, are really incredible resources for Valthor information and things connected to Venus. And uh, he's written quite a number of books himself. Oh, yeah. Um, Elena Denon wrote wrote a book about Val Thor called We Will Never Let You Down. I wrote the forward to that. Dan Cooper uh, validates a lot of what Val Thor, um, you know, said to Ike. And and you know just just to kind of make this point home, you know, when I was in a back and forth with Dan, I'm I'm just you know constantly like, yo, are 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 you like certain and sure because. Of this reason or that reason, and and he is like really adamant, and he just gives me like more and more information that I think you know can help us open up to the larger picture. I didn't include it all in the book, but uh, yeah, he says Ike did not negotiate a surrender with the Nazis or the Draco, not in 1955 or any year before or after, which would be like the dates of the Gerada Treaty. The proof is simple: if Ike had done so. He would have guaranteed himself and his family positions in the ICC. He would have been a member of MJ-12. And you personally know that Ike didn't do that because no one in your family has held any position. And we don't have our hands on any technology. And we don't have any, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, like just being raised in the family. Because I would have noticed, right? Because I'm like, you know. Um, anyway, uh, he had control of the First Army and the Green Grays then, and he knew he would soon lose that control. So 1954 is a more plausible time for Ike to have ordered the attack on the Grays. And so instead of hearing that, we hear about him signing a treaty. So if you see that this is the way that the surface narratives run is like, here, let's give you this to distract you away from what actually happened that year. He's trying to actually invade this agreement that was put in place before his administration While the narrative is being steered that in 1954, 1955, uh, around those dates, more 1954 is what I heard for the Grata Treaty, that that's when he sold out us to the Grays. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Like I said, the, the origins and the roots of that go way back to the 1930s and they are more rooted in more of our galactic ancient history and that we only hear about the Dulce Wars in 1969. I never heard about the Dulce Wars Uh, From Eisenhower that he ordered an attack in 1954. So and that's the thing that we have to really look at. Um, And that's what I think the disclosure community is doing their best with. It's like, you know, people like I I don't need to name names. They were tasked with creating a lot of disinformation that would come out Mm -hmm. as being disclosure and There's the danger so of
0: that is that. so much disinformation that is what's so confusing yeah. it, sorry but yeah
2: yeah and no matter how well-intentioned the person is it's not about oh you know they purposely did it i mean some might be tasked with doing it on purpose to make sure that those narratives continue to be steered the danger of that is that those trajectories can take us easily into not just fake alien invasion kind of stuff even though a lot are calling out the blue beam technologies but the positive contact there are a lot of benevolent seeming beings that are a part of the Draco Alliance that would be the solution to the problem reaction, right? Um, that we have to be very wary of. So if we're looking at, okay, Eisenhower signed these treaties, and we're getting out of this scenario that he put into place, walking along that narrative and believing in that can set people up for what is the culmination of, of that timeline because timelines are connected to our belief systems artificial Mm -hmm. timelines are connected to belief systems that aren't in alignment with what truly happened because it's an artificial thought form it's been implanted it's been cast upon you know humanity whether it's through an implant or something that you read and you get so invested in that it becomes part of your creative energy manifestation enabling um journey so um yeah and that's why yeah it, it's so important to like look at all this because the events that actually took place and the things that were put in place you know aren't here to save the day it requires us to do our part because the greatest weapon is the divide and conquer. The greatest weapon is that these bioweapons are creating separation. They're targeting unity consciousness. They're wanting to keep us in a place of survival and discord so that we can achieve sacred union, integration of polarity, so that we are in this duality imbalance that our forces and dark entities easily feed on because they're constantly creating psyops and destructive events and things related to weather manipulation, directed energy weapons like we're seeing with the fires. that like if we don't come together as a humanity and get out of the things that are throwing us into uh, being pit against each other, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna be dealing with nothing but constant assaults. And so this is the time to really, really expose as much as possible. Um, but it's really heartbreaking and tragic that these sort of events are still happening in light of how much information has been out there for so long. What we haven't seemed to achieve is how to get along in light of the fact that all the information is there. How can we navigate this um, without losing uh, the love connection and the unity that is required to overcome this. You know, we can try and figure it all out, but let's not let the intellect and the ego um, be sorting it all out in the lower vibration of division. And I'm right, you're wrong, you know, and and um because as much as we've needed to overcome the tree of knowledge and where it's been targeted with mind control and social engineering, we want to be able to look at the truth and the facts that we've discovered. And weighed against what might feel like disinformation without losing our space, which is the spiritual work we need to do to stay aligned and united and in humility and in unity and in forgiveness, self-forgiveness, forgiveness of each other and compassion to those that might have fallen to the wayside and not cast them as the enemy and help them like bounce back. Because look at the level of targeting. Look at some of the people that are recovering from my labs and um, just... The, SRA you know that might get yanked back in I mean in even the people that are being blackmailed that we cast out as the enemy we need to you know make sure that it's part of a a larger dialogue that we encourage them to break free and be like a Kathy O'Brien be like a Laura Worley be like some of these individuals who can say okay I went through it I did things that um, I would never have done if I wasn't under mind control and I need you to understand that this is what I've been up against Because then we can begin to pull those individuals more towards us because we understand what they've been dealing with on a multi-generational level. Because it's so easy to just say they're the evil ones. They're the dark, you know, deep state. But a lot of them have been abused since childhood with these dark overlords that are um, the real culprits for this level of possession or abuse that has created these sort of altars. We want them to be encouraged just like some of these brave ones that have stood up and found a way to heal and overcome and um, you know what I mean? So that's, I think, a big, important step for us as a humanity. Because they're I, so afraid of us, you know? And, and I bet they want to say, I'm being blackmailed. They took footage of me. I was at a event. I was drugged. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I, 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 couldn't, I absolutely couldn't agree more. And, and I think that is, that is crucial for moving forward, is that you know, like I can say I've, I've, I've seen it so many times in my relatively short time in sort of the disclosure world. Like, there's still ego, like, my information is better than yours type stuff. And it's like, we've got to get, overcome these petty issues because there is a huge, huge mission at hand here that I believe has already kicked off. Um, in that, there are going to be people coming to, into our, this community saying, I've been a part of this, I want to tell my story, but I've done some bad stuff. But, like you say, We've got to have a lot of grace, mercy, forgiveness and and healing for these people, because like you say, a lot of it was completely against their will, but they felt like they had
0: no choice. Well, Um, and to be fair, regarding my statement earlier with the misinformation, some of these guys are paid misinformation. Some of them are just ignorant. um, And I don't mean it like in a like you're dumb way, but I mean, ignorant as in don't have the knowledge, weren't informed correctly. Uh, were misinformed correctly and ran with it and or you know just it's cool to go in that direction and they get popular and then they stick with it because they're too embarrassed to change that they were wrong you know once they figure it out um which you know I'm working with this guy um David Oates right now who has been 40 years in doing reverse speech and mm-hmm. he um he basically it's kind of like a lie detector um technology where and and better even because lie detectors can fail if you're nervous or have anxiety um but what he has proposed and or has lots of evidence on is when someone speaks forward if you play it backwards just like they did in the music you know starting what the 60s or 70s or whatever um that your subconscious actually speaks backwards the actual truth of what you're, what you're really saying. So some people speak forward and backwards the same, which is fine, but some people are speaking forward and their subconscious will tell them, Hey, I'm a lie. I'm scamming you. This is fake information. Like they actually say it. Well, he went even further and did like a collective, I don't know how, but some sort of collective um, recording or what have you of the earth um, and what he found, what it came back was there is a witch in the whirlwind. That's what it said so clear. And the whirlwind is the biofield of the, the earth. And the whirlwind comes up a lot in backward speech, actually. Um, so he's been um, implementing people to do a meditation that he has to uh, invoke and or um, put love in the whirlwind. To counteract this witch in the whirlwind, which is the misinformation, that the witchcraft. You know, Craig and I just did a thing last week with um, um, Truth Seeker on you know the whole witchcraft thing, and that's that. That doesn't necessarily mean you have a hat and a broom and you're doing stews in the kitchen. I mean, witchcraft is a lot of things, including misinformation of just you know tricking people and deception and what have you. So. Especially from the uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, you know, and so I think it's fascinating um, how even though there is so much information and there are these programs and all this stuff that's, you know, the dark stuff where people are given misinformation or programmed or even television, you know, uh, entertainment, all the things that are just maybe not so much obvious programming, but they are um, that we can counteract that too. Um, just just by inserting love where, where necessary and doing our best, like Laura was saying, you know, each of us individually have a responsibility to be as true and as pure and to do our own research and to look things up. And, and I don't mean like on the Internet, because at the time that's misinformation as well. Um, but, you know, finding resources like what Laura's book's going to be, um, that's going to be a huge resource for people to actually get tangible, actual, real factual knowledge of what's really going on that isn't misinformation you know so it's it's our responsibility to not be ignorant to actually take those steps and to look into um the truth whatever that is whether you like it or not whether it's ugly or not you know totally yeah can you handle the truth (laughs) i can handle the truth it sucks though but to be honest craig i think you can With me, and I don't know if Laura went through this, but when I started really getting the truth about all of these different arenas, it was like depressing. I mean, not that it's not still depressing. Um, There's days where I'm like, oh my gosh. And I know Laura has her days too, where we're all just like, dude, how do we win? You know, how Mm -hmm. do we, how can I even win on a personal level? Like, you know, just feeling all the heaviness and the density and you know, it's it's insane. Like, what do you guys do to, to come above that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you go,
0: you go. Oh man, yeah, it's really
2: not easy. I mean, nature, animals, just trying to stay present in the now, just meditate, ground, Epsom salt baths, essential oils, just putting really good things in my body. And just knowing that that's taking care of my physical you know, I'm not always perfect. Sometimes I slip and it's like, okay, get back on, forgive myself for the times where the empathic overload or the overwhelm or the just processing, just anger. Um, yeah, just got to just kind of lift yourself back up and, and, and re reset. And so, um, yeah, that's what I'm committed to. And, and I reset pretty quick. If, if I start to waver, I just can't get out of bed or, you know, it's just easier to just, um, not want to just push forward. So, so when I am in that block, I let myself grieve. I let myself cry. I let myself find an outlet for the anger because we're elemental beings. When we look at nature, you know, it it rains when the clouds fill up with enough of the, you know, water vapor, water part that, that comes from the, uh, you know, the lakes and just, just the way that nature teaches us it can regenerate itself on a physical level. The earth regenerates itself The regenerative power of nature. We can bounce back. We can heal. It shows us alchemy every season. You know, we go through the dark night of the soul. We come out in the spring and just to remember all of that, that, you know, when we are moving through difficult energy, we need to face it head on. We don't want to push it down. We don't want to deny it. We want to express the fire when the volcano needs to blow, you know, but we want to make sure that we're directing it towards our passion so that that fire is used in a way that, can create transformation and change. So it's not just sitting there, you know, destroying your inner self and, and hurting others because you're acting out because you don't know what to do with it. Let all the things that are coming up in you direct you towards what is your calling? What is your mission? If it's really lighting you up, if you're really feeling reactive to it, what can you do in order to feel like you're part of the change that you are part of that override frequency, that you're a part of an embodiment frequency that can lift up others that can um, help us to remember the larger picture, help us to let go of the fear of death, help us to also understand, you know, that whatever we go through on a soul level, whatever adversities, um, you know, we're infinite beings and we're going to self-reflect on all of that. And maybe we awaken at different phases of it all, but we're all going to get there eventually. And some have come specifically to live through certain things to show the rest of us something. And, um, you know, so it it takes a little bit to just kind of get out of, The struggle of the grief the stress and the overwhelm but if we look at a much much larger picture level and how much we've already gone through as a humanity looking at all the dark cycles of history all the different cataclysms and genocides and exploding planets and here we still are finding our soul family and we keep coming back so let's be really strong and soul-centered as much as we possibly can and as real and genuine to our elemental selves so that we can always like purify and do the sort of spiritual hygiene, the clearing of the mental and the emotional and the, you know, just, just to, um, you know, not let it completely weigh us down because I find if I don't do that, the weight of it all, yeah, it just, it shuts me down. So I I like to do things that'll help to move it, bring it out, bring it up and, and give me that release. And then I feel lighter and then I'm able to live another day and and continue doing the work that I do. That's kind of how I deal.
0: (laughs) I'd, I'd be curious those of you guys watching to put what you do I mean I want to hear this is a place where you guys can share and participate and yeah I'd love to know what you guys do to help through the density and the stress and the and just navigating all these energies and misinformation filtering through misinformation and the truth Craig what do you do
1: um mine dis- is is. I love exercise. I love, you know, moving my body and you know, it helps clear my head and and heavy metal music helps as well. <laughs> yes, uh, of course. A lot of music, a lot of good good music that really helps me. Um <clears throat> and writing music as well is very therapeutic for me. What music? Um, writing, writing music. Oh, writing. Doing, uh playing music is very you know, very very healing and therapeutic for me. Um but yeah, um <clears throat> I love nature as well. I love walking. Um, I love being, you know, physically active, getting the blood flowing, deep breathing. You know, it, it's it, it's um, very very good for you. Obviously physically, obviously, but mentally, psychologically, spiritually. Because if you think about it, when you are exercising, you're taking deep breaths. You're getting the, that the deep. It's a spiritual exercise at the end of the day. When you've got your, you, you know, you can do it in meditation or you can do it physic You know, when you're exercising, but you're getting deep breaths of oxygen. It's just Replenishes you, so I love doing all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> one thing I just wanted to um, ask as well is getting back to um, sort of Eisenhower is is um, something I wanted to pick your brains on, Laura. Is, is and I've asked you this before, but I really want to delve into it a little bit. You see you, you mentioned before that he he <clears throat> set things in motion um, almost covertly because he could foresee what was coming. Um, could you delve into that a little bit before sort of, before we finish, like, and, and how it impacts, or what, what, I guess what I'm asking is, what we're going through today, particularly politically, is that a result of what Eisenhower signed into, you know, covertly?
2: Right, and it wasn't so much like a signing anything. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it, it I mean, obviously, things were. It wasn't necessarily like signing something with an extra I, I I just know he had a strong connection with Val Thor, and the things that he put in place were like planting seeds that would later be passed down, um, you know, to others. So, so Ike was. Uh, hold on. So, uh, here's what. I have come to understand from Dan Cooper, Ike had no choice but to openly comply with the official instrument of surrender, the unconditional surrender of the U.S. to the Nazis, signed by all of Congress and the most prominent businessmen of the period. And that date was July 19, 1952. Um, and so he opposed the instrument of surrender secretly by establishing various military and civilian covert units for that purpose. One of them was Ike's force. We talked about that. USMC, United States Marine Corps Special Section, which survives today. In fact, that US military unit is the most successful military unit opposing the ICC Nazi Draco Alliance. Um, He ordered the first attack on the Grays, the deep underground military base. And then uh, he goes on to say he also established the White Hats, the first of which were Texan US generals and admirals. That's where the name White Hats came from Ike's White Hats are the ones that brought Ronald Reagan into their fold right after the Draco Alliance had him shot for attempting to disclose this SSP. Um, and then, yeah, appealing to the sphere beings and the Guardians, with the help of Valfour, um, helped them put an outer barrier, well, actually encouraged them to put an outer barrier around our solar system. And what that looks like is the inability for them to escape. And what I've come to understand is that they were able to look through and see through the looking glass technologies that it would be the people that take them down through their awakening, through their, uh, and they were able to see their own demise. And in being able to see this and knowing that they couldn't escape because of this outer barrier, wouldn't allow any more in, but they couldn't get out. Um, And this would allow the positive military units to kind of corner them. They have in retaliation, just done everything they can to bring us down and create as much suffering as possible. Um, through these different psyops, these different attacks, the uh, uh, directed energy weapons, the manipulation of our weather, the, the use of the dark technologies that they still have, but we have to understand the dark technologies are based in what they siphon and harvest and what they steal, because they only can really batter the, battery these things up based in the life force and the adrenal, you know, the things that they can steal through ritual abuse, through the level of manipulation that humans are under, and how that they can you know harvest that and and utilize that to like invert things and reverse things or to gain control over the elementals and then just the spraying of our skies and how that can even connect with holographic technologies to create certain Mm -hmm. images of things um on top of all the other um you know uh, things that that connects with with the dark technologies of things like 5g and what we've ingested in our bodies and what has been you know put into our bodies so The biggest part of the weaponry to me is what it does to the mind and how it keeps a person in a lower vibration because the AI can only assimilate into lower frequency energy. Once a person moves beyond the low energy, they become the de-weaponization of the weapons because we're the ultimate technology. We're the higher technology. And so whatever they can do to lower us down to the level of a dark technology intrusion of AI where you know, we're not moving on the trajectory of these initiations, we're going into the trajectory of the inversion of these planetary alignments that these certain events are created to stunt our growth in, a, in, in accordance with these particular events, to then throw us in a vibration of fear and panic and survival to take us down that particular road. The more aware we are of that, the more we move through all of this, um, regardless of what we've ingested, what we've taken in, what we've been harmed by, we can shift that frequency, which you both know all about, because everything is frequency, right? So if they're putting a frequency that's a low energy, or there's some sort of arconic attack that throws us into a certain vibration, when we consciously work on our perception of things when we dismantle a belief system or a reaction to the things that we're witnessing we can begin to spiritualize our body which will recognize what's foreign and help to release it that's what detoxing is so we detox our physical body through the use of high vibrational food we can detox the mental body through high vibrational thought and coming together and supporting one another and doing things like sound healing connecting with um high vibrational music like you said craig that's like absolutely so important and nature na- na- you know mother earth is an ascension planet the mother energy has returned the sun started to move through the 13th sign of theicus so around november december we moved through the energy of the ether the mother energy the breath of life look how that was weaponized to not take deep breaths to cut that part of ourselves off to separate and not come together so there's always this weaponized version to something that's a huge initiation. And the bigger the initiation, the worse the PSYOP usually, right? Mm-hmm. And the more like um, widespread it is. So if we can notice the difference and not submit consent or comply, um, then we're going through the very things that are gonna upgrade our DNA, which I feel makes us become the 5D tower where we're speaking truth, we're mm-hmm. stepping up in vibration. And that frequency of that is going to detoxify and dismantle the dark technology that wants people to spread the mind viruses, the divide and conquer or the belief in the tyranny because it's there to help us and support us when in actual fact um, it's not looking out for us at all. It's like witnessing a friend who's in an abusive narcissistic relationship, but they're still like, I love him. I want to stay in -hmm. this. My self-worth is dependent on it. You know, and this is the, This is the uh, growth period that humanity has to face. Are you ready to divorce the imposter? Are you ready to know that you deserve more, that you can be a sovereign being and a co-creator of a beautiful future? Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand what this ascension window is all about, you're gonna think that these times um, are all about a lot of the predictive programming we've seen through the movies you know, and that we've just been groomed to be almost expected of when we're the enablers, if we allow it to infect our creative channels, because they only have the power that is given to them. And we only enable it through how it infects our creative energy, our creative imagination. So the minute we switch off of that and get back to center, we become the override higher technology and whatever we've ingested, whatever has even been like put inside of us, on any level can be alchemized because that higher ether energy is where spirit holds dominion over physical matter. And that turns lead into gold every time. That's why certain individuals, no matter how shot up they get, no matter how abused they've been in the trauma-based mind control or the SRAs that have done that greater work, like Kathy O'Brien, they are in the light. They have connected to that higher truth Mm -hmm. and they have in many ways um, shown that if they can do it, we can all do it. They were like the testing ground and, um, and also meant to hold altars that would hold leadership positions to lead people astray that have been able to see through, you know, those compartmentalized aspects that were grooming certain aspects of them to be switched on to play a particular role. And they're calling out the ones that haven't completely broken free. People like Laura Worley talk about that. So anyway, we have it within us, the power of the mind, the power of our connection with spirit is the inverted pentagram that is turned upright the venus transits made those connections or corrections because it draws a perfect pentagram and that's why i think the beings from venus are so much working with humanity because the planet venus has been working so close with mother earth and to me that's the unconditional love of the mother creating the corrections to get grounded back into the physical planet with all these benevolent forces um, that are in tune with that and the, the and 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 who believe in us and our capacity to reconnect with our divine blueprint and save ourselves. Cause they're not going to do it for us. I hope that came out. Amen.
1: Mic drop. Okay. We're done. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, we're already up at the top of the hour, which is scary. That happened really fast. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to add any more to what you just said. That was a, a lot and it's beautiful. Um, where can people find you? Unless you have anything else, Craig. Um, I think we're.
1: Yeah, well, I, I was just going to reiterate the fact that it, how important it is that we, we do the work to kind of raise our vibration and, and get into joy and happiness and love and peace. It is a literal act of war, um, mm-hmm. you know, when we do that. And, and the powers that were are desperate to keep us down in fear and anxiety and stress and compliance. And, um, you know, I just think having these conversations just, just just encourages people just to just to remember like that's why we're doing this because you know they their power structures completely depend <clears throat> on us being in those low vibratory states. So when we're pursuing our joy and our happiness and our peace and, and love for everything and love for all of humanity, um it's it's it is we are we're we're kind of troops on the ground um and we're storming in. <laughs> with our flowers and hippie hair, you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, just wanted to sort of conclude with that, really. That, that that you know, I think you know Eisenhower would would fully approve of that message, um, and and as and I think you know the, the the forces and dare I say the alliance that is really really fighting this um, these dark agendas on humanity's behalf, they can't do it for us. We're adding to their um their victory basically because it's all of our victory at the end of the day we're all involved in this
2: yes i just want to add i mean these are aspects of our higher self that are coming you know to us that we can greet from that awareness that we hold i mean we have all this like greater dna that it's called junk but it holds the higher harmonic universes Mm -hmm. that is just vibrating at the level of of these benevolent beings that are, are are here to help us and i just want to end if you don't mind, you guys have something that Carl Mollison channeled from Eisenhower that speaks to us all. Would you like to hear it real quick? Please yeah. do. Okay. So Denny Hunt interviews Carl Mollison, who channels Eisenhower. And this, you know, I, I'm wary of certain channelers, but you know, when, when you get the goosebumps and you just really feel it, uh, and it just, it's a beautiful thing to hear. So Spirit Eisenhower points out the potential pitfalls in assisting in humanity's shift in consciousness. All light workers leave their mark and all have greater potential than they themselves know. The difficulty for them is not appreciating themselves enough, not understanding the truly great power they have. And this is better understood by the opposition. So when they are identified as risks and then manipulated by the dark side entities in a way to sideline them, there is a great loss to the cause. And in most cases, the individuals themselves, if sidelined early enough, they are not aware of what they would have accomplished and what they were capable of. So remember, you know, no matter how defeated you might feel, no matter what your childhood might have looked like, we all hold deep within ourselves the greater work that is what our soul knows, right? So we want to just be soul-centered and just, you know, just don't ever lose faith in all that you are and what you came here to do during this time. And even the ones that are most asleep have that within them. So we can only really hold space and just love them and let that love um, just be an inspiration for them when they realize some of this stuff and it really becomes true for them that they know that we have open arms and complete and total understanding of how painful it is to come to terms with this level of assault upon the human race and that we're holding the vibration of unconditional love, which is what the mother, father, creator holds for us at all times.
1: Amen.
0: Dang girl, you are on
2: fire. (laughs) I appreciate you guys having me on. I mean, there's so much of that, imp- I, yeah. But I, I love you guys so much, and thank you for holding space for me to share.
1: Well, I hope to see you back in England uh, doing some more big stone hugging, and I might join you next time.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be there next yeah. time too. Oh yeah, for sure.
2: We <laughs> got to make so this cool.
0: happen together. Oh my gosh, for sure. Let's do Tell it. Tell us Let's it. Uh, where can we find you? Like, what work? I know your book. Um, and all of that, but you're oh, Thank you. Yeah, all that stuff. My
2: website's cosmicguide.org. It would be so wonderful if you could become a subscriber. It helps me to pull together presentations and continue to do what I do. I do Zoom meetings, I do uh mini readings uh, and sessions for people, discounted. I have a podcast connected with that and newsletters with Astro Reports, and it's $15 a month. Um, and yeah, it's super like, like wonderful to come together as a community and, but there's also, you can still sign up for a session and uh, check my rumble account for the videos I put out and some of the events coming up. Yeah, there's, there's quite a bit. Um, But yeah, just, I'll, I'll be updating my website. So check that out for some of the events, disclosure fest in Vegas coming up in November Zen festival and uh, alien event in Vegas. Oh yeah. I I better go update my website. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Awesome, 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 awesome. And look, we have a membership as well. And you guys um, who are members, I just want to give a shout out to some of you who are on here. Kathy, Debbie, Chantel, Terry, um, all y'all, what you do, Kristen, you guys help us to keep doing this. And that really, um, I just want to send kudos to all y'all for helping. And we have um, a couple giveaways that we're doing this month for our members. So be on the lookout for that. Um, you can find me at drshornel.com and or swiftfire.org. I'm on all the social media stuff. I do, um, consultations, biofeedback, uh, soul audits, um, lots of fun things. My books, my classes, all that's on the website. And Craig, uh, we know that you have a lot of goodies for us too. Where can we find you?
1: Um, oh, well, I've got a Facebook page. What I've noticed actually, I actually have two Facebook pages because back when censorship was rife i had mm. two accounts and most people friend me on my alternative one which is me in military gear because I'm, I'm an instructor in the army cadets but i actually have the other one which is me on the drums that's my main one account called craig martin walker so if people want to find me there <clears throat> um i'm in a band called Ascension. if people want to check that out we have high frequency 432 music um joined another band called 10 we've got a um something coming up soon which is exciting um and what else i, I can't think what else but yeah well, <laughs> i just love working with you guys and um, i think it's a, a real honor and uh, we must do it in person soon yes
0: yes 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 yes, yes. all right guys well, we we'll go go
2: to go to next time
0: we would love that we are <laughs> i'm back and i am like ready to go i am like so tired of sitting around healing. I know it was important to do that, but I I'm a little bit like claustrophobic at this time in this house. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I got, I need like connection so bad. So I miss you guys. I love you guys. We're going to be having, um, a member meeting. We got, we need to schedule a member meeting for this month, Craig, I'll get with you on that, but we'll be announcing that too. Um, you guys are, please do share this like it, get it out there. If you can be a member, great. Um, and I think that's it for the day, but you guys have a wonderful, fantastic, beautiful day. Go outside, hug a tree, pet your dog, get some sunlight, breathe, go take a walk, do some things to get really connected again, um, in order to break this craziness um in this cycle and you know just come up and breathe it's it's okay i keep hearing all these people depressed upset worried about what's to come and you know what we're the ones who choose what's to come we're the creators of the timeline that can come before us with every step with every thought with every word with every action and so um we get to choose we are more powerful then maybe you can even imagine um and that's the point of all of this is to keep everybody so confused um feeling like they can't do anything and, or just paralyzed um and that's not true we are the winners we we win so it's just a matter of getting that mindset remembering and doing the things that can help um yeah what i unfortunately what i'm seeing is a lot of people Drugs, alcohol, suicide, all those stuff because they just feel like what's the point and they're ready to go and they don't want to be here anymore or they want to dumb themselves down with Netflix all day and alcohol or whatever, you know, just to not feel the pain. And the, the truth of the matter is you, whoever is watching, if we detox and we get going and we get clear and we really, really, really get in alignment and remember our power, we are the ones that can change the timeline and you have that capacity. We all have that within our body, within our mental, within our emotions, within ourselves. We have the technology to do amazing things when and if we do. So remember that. I'm in your corner, guys. We are in your corner, guys. We love you. We believe in you, and we hope for your best and highest outcome every single day. Um, Hope you're having a great day. Love you. Talk soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.